A referendum is defeated in the Waterford Union School District. Two referendum questions actually were defeated. We are joined by the superintendent, Lucas Francois. He is the superintendent of that district. Mr. Superintendent, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for having me. So this is the third time recently that you guys have gone to referendum, and this time it was fairly close on question number one, the big dollar amount for mostly maintenance and stuff that's absolutely necessary in your school district, and it did not pass. What do you think happened? What what went wrong? Well, that's a great question that we're going to have to take some time and process. We'll look at the data from the, the polling and, and exit polling and try to determine what exactly it was for each individual and, and collectively for our community. Uh, certainly, you know, our interest rates are at all-time highs, and we've had a lot of properties that have been reassessed in the area, causing taxes to be a concern for some. We have a demographic with many fixed incomes, and all of these things uh, point to uh, just some challenging times economically to pass a referendum. And I think there's also just a lack of understanding of the, the true needs of an aging infrastructure and building and uh, just a, a sense of, of uh, we should be able to take care of this project and this, these, these problems in our own budgetary way. And um, I think that just suggests maybe a, a lack of the full understanding of the state funding formula and the, the school budgeting process as it, 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 is, it exists today. Is part of that education of your constituents to understand that economic process, do you feel what more could be done to improve that? Yeah, it is really a challenging uh, climate for just the, the layperson to understand how the equalized aid formula works in the state of Wisconsin and uh, to understand the, the kind of the history of where we've come from uh, back when we first put in revenue caps in the early 1999-2000s up to 2009 when the state uh, decided to no longer keep pace with inflation and revenues no longer tracked inflationary increases. Uh, that, you know, to, to our personal story, uh, translates to $3 million less a year that we have to fix our our capital projects and and needs throughout our building. And basically what we have from the state is just simply an operational budget to to run the schools. And by design, the state has suggested that if we want to put capital infrastructure into our schools, that we absolutely can do that. It just needs to come through the form of referendum. And so that's where we put questions in front of the community, but nobody wants to see their taxes go up. And so therefore, oftentimes we're met with resistance because they don't understand this is truly the only real mechanism we have to keep our schools maintained, updated, and modernized for today's learners. Waterford Superintendent Lucas Francois is with us. I understand what you say about the taxpayers, but you guys didn't go to referendum asking for money so you could buy donuts on Friday for teacher's aides. I mean, you guys have a fire safety system that needs to be upgraded, security that's not where you want it to be. Somebody told me you have buckets that hang from the ceiling to catch water because the roof is in such bad shape. Paint the picture of what sort of things you feel like you really need help with. Yeah, in 2000, and we incorporated into or folded into the high school an elementary building adjacent. At that time, it was a 40-year-old elementary building that was being vacated. Uh, we we uh, have had that building now for 25 years. It's It's been a 65-year-old elementary building that is still a cookie-cutter fashion for elementary kids. It was never designed for the high school population. 25 years after being part of our high school, we still call it the Maple View Elementary. You teach in the Maple View Elementary area. Um, that is really significant to, to just understand the, the the demographic of that building just hasn't ever changed its foothold from what it was when we bought it uh, 25 years ago. 
now that old infrastructure is is so ancient and archaic that we're putting in up to three hundred thousand dollars a year in our operating budget just to keep old infrastructure um, to to keep moving forward and and to, to actually do what it's designed to do so much so that some of the parts that we try to uh, to put back into that building they no longer even make they have to fabricate those parts which are very expensive now uh, that's just one example of, of many of just this aging infrastructure that has uh, well exceeded its its useful life and just needs to be replaced and and updated. What do you do now as you wait to go to the next referendum? I assume you'll try again because you have needs that aren't being met through the funding formula. What do you literally do now if there's not enough money to do what you need to do to keep keep kids safe, but you want to keep class sizes down and all of that stuff? Yeah, when some of these larger um, items that really are costly to repair break down, there isn't a maintenance budget. We certainly have maintenance budget to clean our buildings and keep things uh, orderly. But if we have a large mechanical piece that fails, we have had to borrow from fund balance each and every year for the last three. And that is depleted and almost wiped in half. And so we just, it's not a sustainable model to continue to borrow from the fund balance that you've had. And it starts to impact your bond ratings when you go out and actually try to finance a bond uh, we don't get preferred bond rating um, financing packages. So uh, we, we really are in a place where there isn't any discretionary funds where we can use to, to do any type of a large project of 500000 or even a million dollars, let alone all of the infrastructure that's been identified uh, closer to $70 million. So uh, really we are at a situation where the only option we have is to go back to the community and ask for their understanding, their support uh, financially, uh, to, to be the only funding mechanism known to the state of Wisconsin, and we're not alone, is there's hundreds of schools across the state annually that are going to referendum either for bond questions to fix their capital needs or operational questions uh, to keep their building doors open and staffing and, and benefits uh, live and, and well. In the last 30 years, 85% of Wisconsin school districts have used referendums to raise funding. That's where we're at, isn't it? That is the landscape, and it's by design. Uh, that was part of the legislature's design, is that when we put revenue caps on taxpayers so that their property taxes don't go up, uh, the only way that schools can then use or leverage those dollars is if they go to referendums. So to your point, uh, that is exactly what's happening. We're not unique in any way, shape, or form. You'll see a, a plethora of ballot questions around referendum in the April election as well. Uh, going into November, and it is the new landscape for how schools are funded for these types of projects. Lucas Francois is the superintendent of the Waterford Union School District. Thank you so much for being with us today. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Take good care.